The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, we're pleased uh, that uh, Global Television and, uh, of course, Radio able to announce um, some bursaries for some of the students moving forward, which is great. And they're celebrating the opening of this new state-of-the-art TV studio, which is going to continue to help produce journalism students for the next, I don't know how many years, but it's fantastic. And uh, it's been great to talk to a lot of different uh, folks here. And our next guest, Steve Lillibuen, is uh, an instructor in the journalism program. Steve, it's nice to see you again it's been a long time yeah it certainly has yeah thank it's you it's been uh, you've been here you've been an instructor here now for two years yeah that's right yes you know what i look back um you know at you and your career you've been i mean journalism it looks like was in your blood from the get-go from from probably high school or earlier uh, absolutely I, I have a lot of early memories of uh you know getting the edmonton journal uh when i was a kid and i'd pull the paper apart on the Saturday or Sunday, and I uh, probably just started there, right? Yeah. Uh, I've always loved journalism. And and w- why? Um, I just think it's uh, a, an interesting profession in that uh, I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life, <laughs> and it's one of the few jobs where every day it's something new, right? Yeah. You get to kind of dabble in uh, society in a variety of different ways, whether it's sports or arts mm-hmm. or politics. Uh, just what's happening in your community it's uh it's an exciting career you have uh you have done a lot uh in in edmonton uh, career-wise as far you know uh, starting metro um you worked for the edmonton journal for a long time had some great success there huge story that came out of that and you wrote a book the mark mark twitchell story everyone would remember remember that why the switch to teaching yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> I think I just sort of reached a stage in my career where uh, I wanted to give back. You know, I was very lucky. I had a lot of great mentors that helped me through my career. Yeah. And I just felt it was time to uh, try to make an impact on the profession just beyond my own work. You know, that I had something that I had learned that I wanted to share and kind of take it to the, you know, pay it forward to the next generation. Was, was the transition easy, difficult? Um, I, I think it's difficult because, uh, you know, teaching is, is a real learned skill. Uh-huh. Uh, and how do you impart what everything that you know in an easily digestible <laughs> way, right? That's the, yeah. the art of teaching. So uh, I had a lot to learn as well from my students from yeah. when I started as an instructor. What have you learned from them? Um, I guess giving them lots of opportunity to practice, particularly in the real world. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a very different environment from just learning in a classroom and having a lecture and an exam about something to actually turning that into now you're out in the field, you're an actual news reporter reporting on a story. So giving them opportunities to do more of that while they're still in school. How impressed have you been with uh, the fi- the facilities here at McEwen University uh, for the journalism and the communications program? Uh, I absolutely love it. I think uh, this is, uh, I feel very blessed that this is the perfect time to start my teaching career. Uh, McEwen is on the rise. Uh, these facilities are, you know, really some of the best in Canada. Um, I've had visiting professors from other universities come here uh, in awe of what we have. Uh, so it's, it's just as a fantastic facility, fantastic uh, opportunity for students to learn with the latest equipment. Uh, one of the things um, that you have been involved with, and, and investigative reporting has been, you know, one of your fortes for for year, the better part of your career. That's right. Really, yeah. I mean that that is the thing that um, you have uh, you have done and you've excelled at, um, and and you're and you're showing that and getting your students involved with it as well. I know uh, our listeners will remember 
just before Christmas, uh, an in-depth study came out about uh, lead pipes and and uh, the impact across the country on homes and on schools. You were a big part of that. Yeah, that's right. And your uh, students were. My students were, yeah. Definitely, it was student-led. Yes. Uh, so this was uh, student-led on the on the lead and water series, yeah. as I like to say. It was uh, uh, a tremendous opportunity to uh, have students connect with the community and be engaged in the community on essentially a public health issue. Uh, so I had my students, I have an investigative journalism class. It was about 15 students, and we partnered actually with uh, eight other journalism schools and their investigation uh, journalism class as well to work collaboratively. Uh, and we were knocking on doors, we were testing water, uh, we were gathering documents, and it took about six months for us to put together this uh, really an unprecedented investigation. And, I mean, people are still talking about it, and there's still things coming out uh, about it from, from, this, from this report. And I think a lot of people, when they see investigative reports, maybe they're watching 60 Minutes or maybe they're whatever it is, and they think, oh, you know, it looks all so nice and tight and, and easily packaged. And what they don't realize is the months and months, if not years, of hard work that goes into it, the amount of the, 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 the leg work, the, just the pure time. Can you give us an idea of the time that went into this? Yeah, you're right. You don't, you don't, see, you just see the end product, yeah. right? You don't see yeah. what happened uh, leading up to that. So it's uh, uh, often the answer when you uh, interview an investigative journalist is like, how did you get that story? And it's like, well, I made four to 500 phone calls. <laughs> you know, I read several thousand documents. Yeah. And then finally it came together. So it's like, uh, it's like crawling over broken glass, right? Eventually yeah. you get to the finish line and you have a, an end product. So um, yeah, my students, they, they knocked on hundreds of doors. They did hundreds of interviews. We gathered thousands of documents. And then we uh, used this program called Slack in order to yeah. uh, communicate with all the other student journalists that were uh, kind of working on their own patch to so compare, this is what we know about Edmonton, uh, what's going on in Toronto, what's going on in Vancouver. And that was how we could work collaboratively to put together uh, sort of a national story with uh, major significance. What an absolutely amazing experience for the students right across. Like, I don't remember doing this when I went to, to journalism <laughs> school. I don't remember that uh, at all. And I'm not sure if you remember doing that, if you had the, if you had the opportunity to do it as well. Things are changing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a completely different environment from way uh, journalism was taught even 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we're definitely wanting to reach out from the university. That kind of ivory tower mentality is gone. We want to be uh, connected with the community. We want the community to be engaged with us and really be like a teaching hospital yeah. uh, where uh, the students are working side by side with professionals, uh, learning the trade as we're producing great content. So what's next for you and your students? Well, it, it's great that you mentioned the Lead and Water series because yeah. we're continuing. Uh, my investigations class is working on stage two of that project. Yeah. Uh, and one piece of feedback we got from listeners was, what about Indigenous communities? Mm. Uh, so that's what we're focusing on for the second phase of this project is working with invis- uh, Indigenous communities and the quality of water in their communities. And I'm, I... I don't want to put a timeline on that because we know it takes time, but do we know when we might see the results of that study? Oh, I don't know if I can give you okay. that much of a, a teaser, but at some point in the future. All right. You know what, Steve? I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Great work with your students. Great work uh, with having the student-led led investigation. Yes. It was fascinating to see how it all came together. Great work. Thank you so much. Yo, thank you. Yeah, Steve Lillibon joining us this afternoon, instructor in the journalism program here, and he's been so involved with uh, journalism in this community for, you know, number of number of years doing some really, really great things.